Have you guys watched Kunk on Earth on Mm-mm. Netflix? No. Dude, it's so funny. <laughs> it's it's like a it's like a history channel satire. <laughs> oh, funny. But yeah, it's um uh, the woman that's on it um yeah, she played one of the co-workers on this other uh, series that was on Netflix uh, with like Ricky Gervais. It's called, I think, Life After Death. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's <laughs> it's really it's really good. I don't know. There's only like four or five episodes of it. And it's like another good um, like before bed bedtime watch. It's really light and perfect and funny. So like actually going through like real historical stuff, but just fucking throwing everything at the wall and kind of poking a little fun at how we look at some historical things but yeah it's pretty it's pretty good it's genius (laughs) all right and he's our living encyclopedia of movie knowledge and nes cart collector it's james did you know that steven spielberg was slated to direct big and Rain Man, but while he was filming uh, Indiana Jones: The Last Crusade, it went long, and he, so he couldn't. Just <laughs> ba 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 ba. You've been on a trivia kick today. A lot of Indiana Jones trivia. Uh, I may or may not have watched the last three, uh, or I should say, the first three Indiana Jones um, in the last week. So the only three. <laughs> the oh, wow. the only three is accurate. So. Um, I don't know. I was just uh, I saw that they all showed up on Prime and I was was like, you know, when you're scrolling through at night trying to figure out what to watch, all of a sudden you're like, yeah, let's give this a try. And I got to say, like whenever you're watching movies um, from your childhood, where you are like, hey, do these hold up? I don't know how you guys watched Indiana Jones, but I started with Temple of Doom. Like that's the one my parents recorded from TV. So that's the one we replayed all the time. And so that was my favorite growing up. Um, And then I didn't like watch raiders until very much later in life and um yeah raiders and last crusade which last crusade is by far my favorite one but raiders and last crusade are way way better than temple of tomb i gotta say yeah (laughs) by like hands down i can't believe like i didn't realize that another one that falls into mind when i think of movies i watched out of order because i just didn't know any better uh was rambo part two first blood part two which makes sense. That's what it's called. So I just didn't, it didn't occur to me. I'm like, so where's part one? Like, uh, like, like what's going on? And so I just thought like Rambo being in Vietnam was just kind of the thing, um, which also I would say arguably two very different movies and great in their own rights. But I didn't see first blood until I was like 19 or 20. I want to say. Well, yeah, it was easy to be confused with those because like first blood is just called first blood. And then when Rambo came out, it was just always like Rambo. Then like in smaller type, it was like first blood part two. Right. Right. Like <laughs> you thought it was called Rambo. Well, like, I mean, it, yeah. essentially it was. Um, yeah. So I think that's where I uh, fell short. And then I'm like, huh, like clearly there's a little bit of backstory here, but I'm sure they're going to get to it. And then at the, you know, but then they get to all the action stuff. And I just, as a kid, I don't care. I don't know about the backstory. Right. All I wanted was walkie talkies, glow sticks and bow and arrows. Yeah. And hiding (laughs) in the mud. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So like it was still, I mean, like I said, like, I think I, I'm happy. I didn't watch first blood till much later because I have a different appreciation for first blood. Um, but I don't think I would have appreciated it as much as a kid because that one's more of a hide and search kind of th- a movie. So, yeah, which yeah. I think is a better movie 
out of the two, like story wise, I think. For sure. Um, I can't remember if I told you guys this before, but like I read an article where Quentin Tarantino was talking about like if he's done writing his movies, he thought um, him directing like uh, a First Blood Rambo movie, like more based toward on the book and then having um, Kylo Ren be Rambo. Ooh, OK. I don't know. I was just like I seen uh, seeing him bulk out would be kind of fun. So I don't know. I, I mean, well, any any movie like that uh, with Tarantino, it's like I'm along for the ride. I'd like to see what happens. Yeah. So, yeah, uh, yeah, that'd be fun. Awesome. I was just sharing earlier, James, that um, Nintendo released a remaster of um, Metroid Prime. Were you ever a fan? I loved Metroid. So it's uh, like assumingly all of anything that's re-released by Nintendo is uh, for the switch now. Just the, just the Metroid, the one that came out on, did it first come out on the GameCube? I think it was like the first, it was like the first person one. Oh, okay. Yeah, that you're right. I think it was, was it GameCube? I'm trying to think if it was 64. It, it came, doesn't really matter. It came out on GameCube, then they re-released it on Wii. There was like the Metroid Prime Trilogy. Got it. Then, yeah, they remastered the the first one on Switch. And That's it awesome. Looks, yeah, it looks awesome. We've talked about game systems quite a bit on the uh, show, but it, like uh, Nintendo isn't planning on doing anything. Well, they might be doing something newer soon, but like they found their niche of like what kind of games like we like them to have and like what Nintendo's good for. Like is the switch like going away anytime soon or like we're probably going to ride this out for another five years. No, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe you got at least think a couple years. years. Um, they're not going to release anything that's like super high powered. Right. Their, right. Their thing is handheld. So for sure. I don't know. And I think, and I think if they uh, continue, if they can continue down that path, Chad, like with like some of their highlight ones and just rebooting them, like they could be very successful at that. I mean, same thing with PlayStation and some of those other consoles too. Like if PlayStation remastered, you know, the original Metal Gear or uh, Prince of Persia and like some of those older games like that started coming out in like PlayStation 2, PlayStation 3 eras that aren't backwards compatible anymore, like we'd probably still buy them like for, you know, the 20, 30 bucks a pop it might cost um, to do it just because that nostalgic and I'm, and I'm dumbing it down. I'd probably spend more to play some of those games again um, just because it's so much fun. I cannot believe they haven't remade kingdom hearts yet. It's, it's unbelievable. Just like a remaster of the PS2 version and we're off. Like you said, do the Nintendo thing. I don't know. I must've played that game like five times. Are you joking? No, dude. Yes. (laughs) They've remastered that game like 500 times. But but not in the original way or whatever. It's always like 1.5 or 2.75. And I I don't know. I can never follow along what's going. Oh, because I thought they just re. Or yeah, released like three new like remasters of it. You might be. Right. I don't know. I haven't, I haven't had a Sony console <laughs> since the PS2, <laughs> so you might be right. You want to buy my PS4? Mm, maybe. <laughs> hey, What's hey, wrong with it, Jamie? You're playing nothing. This wrong. I'm building Ask a PC. If you can borrow it right. just to see if you like it. <laughs> there it is. There it is. <laughs> and then hey, we'll see was... how long it takes to get it returned. <laughs> All <I'm> right. <sure. laughs> 
That's awesome. Uh, for, for those of you just turning it, tuning in, um, back in 2019, I lent Jamie uh, Captain Marvel, and I already forgot what whatever the second one was. Was it seven? No, it wasn't seven. Casino. Casino. <laughs> Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Which um, also recently just got re-released in the theaters. So if you feel like going to see that, it is available. If it's not this weekend, it's next weekend. But I'm pretty sure this weekend it's re-released at some AMC theaters, which would be fun. Sweet. Did everybody go see uh, the 25th anniversary of Titanic um, over Valentine's Day? Yeah, I watched it with my eyes closed and my earplugs in. (laughs) (laughs) you like was it because all you needed to see was leo with your eyes you didn't need anything else i get it yeah i wanted to see if he was gonna snag another 19 year old girlfriend (laughs) that cold that cold ocean water preserved him yeah that's right i mean i i feel like uh leo like I heard this, that like in like the viewings of Titanic, like the 25th anniversary, like teenage girls were swooning over young Leo and how dreamy he was or and maybe I don't know, still is. Get him, tiger. Meow. (laughs) (laughs) James, have you um, I was just sharing with Casey and Jamie, but have you watched Kunk on Earth? Yeah, that's on Netflix. I don't even know what that is. Oh, it's like a. It's almost like a um, his, history channel, like history satire. Kind of like With, drunk, uh, hi- drunk History, except for not. Yeah, but not Drunk History. Did you ever watch um, that one show with Ricky Gervais called Life After Life After Death? I did not. I know oh, what you're talking okay. about, though. All right. What, the Anyway, the woman that plays um, this character on this show, Kunk on Earth, um, supposed to be like this like historian called Phil- philomonia kunk is her name <laughs> oh i know was, what you i know what you're talking about now okay yeah anyway i was also saying that's but, like a good good before bed show something light and funny witty that's awesome no i'm thanks for reference or uh, suggesting it i think i need more single sir how long are the episodes like half hour hopefully yeah, they're not. I feel like single I think, serving. I think there's only like five episodes too. It's pretty short. I think I'm looking, been looking for more single serving, lighthearted episodes before bed. Um, because I don't know. I feel like I've been do watching way too many movies, and like if I turn the TV off, I can go to sleep as fast as I want. But like all too often lately, where I'm like starting Indiana Jones, and I'm like, I'm like I can finish this. It's fine. <laughs> like, and I'm like, oh, it's a bad trend. I don't want to keep picking up. <laughs> James, do you have Hulu? I do. Have you seen Letterkenny? I've not. My brother's obsessed with it. And I've heard <laughs> like I've seen like the bits and pieces like in like small clips. Um, and it all seems Dude, funny. The sh- it's the Shorzy clips are so good. Like, yeah, like the Shorzy <laughs> clips. So like so it's one of those like as you're saying this, I'm writing it down. Hold on. Let's just hear the just, click yeah, there. Give it like three episodes. You'll know. You'll okay. know. After and three. it's one of those like. We talk about it like this, and then when it becomes time for me scrolling, I'm like, "What? What? What were we talking about?" And so I'll give it a whirl here. <laughs> yeah, <20 minutes. laughs> the, the one like he's like, uh, "Yeah, your mom, <laughs> it, your your mom's twat is so swampy, not even Ducks Unlimited will touch her." 
there's there's a really funny one where they're in the locker room it's um the hockey the two hockey bros and one of the guys in the locker room is on meth and um they start (laughs) they start talking about you know they're like shaming him for being on meth and they start talking about well oh i guess uh you know wayne does meth oh yeah and his brother you know alan and uh oh yeah and groves he does meth and they just name like 50 people in the town and they're like (laughs) shit is letter kenny a meth town (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> so, it's so good wow sounds like my hometown i feel like as right, we grow we... up all of our hometowns were meth towns <laughs> right anything that's like a population less than like ten thousand or at least um 40 miles away from a metropolitan area that's <laughs> like just i grew up too ignorant to find and figure out about it till too late or not. Well, actually I should say till too late, man, I didn't get to the meth part in my prime. Right. Um, <laughs> it was too old for meth. Once I you're open, you're meth. Like, wait, what? Yeah. I aged out. Oh, <laughs> missed the cutoff. <laughs> yeah. But when you get like, you know, closer to like the city, once you get in the big city, you know, you get more like, uh, what you're kind of more, more affluent, you know, that's when you start working and it's like more heroin versus, uh, meth, you know, yeah, real drugs for rich real people. Real drugs, rich people. <laughs> Yikes. Should we get into the movie of the week? Let's do it. Movie, movie, movie of the week, week, week. So this week, we're doing the film Moonstruck, starring Cher and Nicolas Cage and some others. Um, then it was directed by, but this is the first time I've seen this film. Uh, Jamie, I think this is one of the films that you recommended. Um, yeah, tell me, tell me, tell me, um, what you thought about this movie and what it was like going back and watching this. And I want like to hear everyone else's opinion on this movie, which I loved. I thought was great. It was funny. I can't believe I've, I've never seen this before. But yeah, I just picked it because we were trying to find a Valentine's Day movie for um. Or like, you know, like a rom-com for February, Valentine's Day. And it, it's just one of those movies that's, um, you know, nominated in the 88 Oscars for the 87 uh, movies. Um, sorry, the you know what I mean. The Academy Awards in the year 1988. Um, just, you know, big movie for Cher. I, I think it was popular, but I'd never seen it. Um, and yeah, just seemed like a good one to check out. I, I also loved it. I was surprised. It was... Um, kind of starts slow, you know, what are they doing? And it's just, it's really charming. It's got a lot of heart. Cher is phenomenal. I might have a type. I think, well, I, I do have a type, you know, <laughs> dark, dark, haired, curly women. <laughs> um, oh, that's good. Curly, dark haired women, I guess. I should say. Um, and yeah, no, it's, it's just, it's this cool little story about this family too, at the end of the day. And I, I feel like the movie, if, if there was like a tagline at the end, it would be like, yeah, Italians, you know, am I right? You know, <laughs> am I right? <laughs> Capiche. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but what's the matter you? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I, I didn't, um, with these movies like this, I, that I haven't seen or watched, I've just kind of gone in blind, not really having, I thought this was going to be like a more kind of like serious, like, love drama film <clears throat> i don't know why but 
well, not, <laughs> I was just kind of totally like taken back and then like, oh, this is funny. And then I was like, why is this rated PG? <laughs> this, this maybe should have got a PG 13. Um, I don't even think I caught on to that, that this movie was PG. <laughs> that is very shocking. <laughs> yeah, it should have been PG 13 do- for, uh, um, what would they say it? Um, strong, sexually suggestive, <laughs> whatever. But yeah. yeah, I mean, God, we could do anything in the eighties. Like even like Goonies, like uh, like some of the or some of the things that kids say, like when they're swearing and all that. You're like, whoa, like, yeah. But that's the thing in this movie. Like it never would even occur to me that this was PG. Man, it's funny. I was just reading in that um, the greatest movies of 1999 or whatever book. Uh, they're talking about how. Um, in American Pie, like that was already like there was too many scenes that were potentially making it NC seventeen, so they had to dial it back based on whatever the suggestions from like the MPAA was, and so it's like he can only thrust twice into the pie. Like if like a third time is too much for the audience, and I'm like, okay, so doing that to a pie <laughs> makes it almost NC seventeen, but Moonstruck <laughs> PG, no problem. <laughs> I don't know. It's so weird how we get on ratings. But I guess it just more more parents were angry in the 90s, early 2000s about like all the stuff coming out where they voiced their opinion, I guess. Yeah, it's um, everyone that grew up watching the 80s then like didn't want their children watching the same thing. I mean, I suppose. Yeah, yeah American Pie <laughs> is basically modern porkies, right? And so. Hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> True. True dat. Yeah, I it took me a while, but it was like the part when um, like Cher goes into. Who's the guy like that wants to marry her? Um, like his family owns like a shop or whatever, like a bread Mr. shop. Johnny. Yeah. When she goes into the basement of that place or whatever, and he's like throwing stuff into like the the oven and he starts telling the story about his hand. <laughs> Oh, Ronnie, yeah, the brother or whatever the brother, you know, and he like puts yeah. it in like because it got it in the in the slicer and like the whole story, like the wooden hand is like, what is this? OK, all right. This is supposed to be a comedy. All right. I'm on board now. Well, and that's I mean, I definitely this is the first time I've seen this movie as well. It never like I remember the poster of Cher, like with her arms up in the air and with the moon in the background, like on like that was the VHS tape. I remember passing at the video store. Yeah. Um, all the time. Like it never like, it, and I remember it being in the comedy section fondly enough, but I'm like, no, <laughs> kept on moving. But after watching like this and like, yeah, that scene, like Nicholas Cage's whole character in general, like <laughs> the one arm man and <laughs> yeah. like them falling in love. <laughs> like I just, I don't know after, I think you're right. Like after the first like 25 minutes, maybe even a half hour where I still was like uneasily like, so is this supposed to be funny? And once I like, re- once I relaxed and was just like, okay, just be here for the ride. Then the movie became very large, lighthearted and funny and kind of fun. Um, so even her mom, Olympia Dukakis, like, eh, like it just felt like this classic Italian mother. Uh, and like, uh, she was just very, very charming falling, like not falling in love with Frazier's dad. Um, but, um, like <laughs> when they like were at the restaurant she's like, what are you doing? Like, maybe it's cause she's like, just telling her, telling him how it is. Yeah. Um, it was just, I don't know. I just thought that was very endearing and what a, a great character. No, this movie was a lot of fun. I was very surprised by and how much I enjoyed it. Um, I think after the initial viewing, I only was like, 
meh, that was okay. I'm not mad that I watched it. And then I think as like the week went on, I'm like, I kept on thinking about different scenes in this movie. And I'm like, man, this movie is kind of a classic almost. <laughs> like, so um, I'm very surprised that it was up for like best picture and all that, I guess. Like, uh, so I definitely looked up well, what else was up that year. And I feel like it was a, I feel like it was a light year. Um, but I mean, it's still, if that was one of the better movies that year, I'm not mad about it. So Fatal Attraction, The Last Emperor, Broadcast News, Hope and Glory were like the other nominees. The Last Emperor won. Um, I don't think I've seen any of the movies that were up for Best Picture in 1988. (laughs) Did you see the winner for Best Makeup? Uh, Well, I'm getting to it. (laughs) Tell me what it is. Rick Baker for Harry and the Hendersons. Just that just felt important. So, (laughs) (laughs) that's pretty good. Yeah, my buddy's dad always says like, uh, whenever we're watching Oscar movie stuff, um, or the Oscars, and like they, you know, the category for makeup comes up, and he's like, I always just pick the one that looks like they use the most makeup, and he's not wrong with that strategy. It always wins. It feels like. 1987 was an awesome year for video games, though. Punch Out, Zelda 2, Doki Doki Panic, aka Super Mario Brothers 2, Double Dragon, Contra, Maniac Mansion, Mega Man, Metal Gear, Final Fantasy. And also uh, Jamie's favorite, Leisure Leisure Suit Larry. Oh, I've heard of that one. In the land of lounge lizards. Gross. (laughs) Gross. <laughs> Yuck. <laughs> That's oh god. That that game should be PG thirteen. Oh yeah. Well, man, should it really? Should it? I ain't playing that game with my parents. Parental guidance, my ass. Yeah. My dad took it upstairs and played all by himself for weeks. Um. <laughs> yeah. This. Yeah, it was like like that too, James. You're saying like after like the first 20, 25 minutes, like it started to feel like the flow of the movie. Then then it went by pretty quick. It was like, oh, this is like over. I thought the movie flowed, went by. I don't know. It didn't feel that long. It's not a very long movie. It's like an hour, 40 minutes. Um, perfect, I think, for a comedy. And um, yeah, I don't know. I was going to ask you guys, uh, is this like the Nick Cage era where it just seems like he has the same hair? I feel like he had the same hair quaff going as he did raising Arizona. Oh, like I was wondering just which one came out first. <laughs> yeah, for sure. It's like they picked them right out of one movie and plopped them right into the other. I don't know which one came out first. He filmed them at the same time, actually. Yeah, the same, like simultaneously. Literally the same week, he would do one film one day then and switch to the other one. Yeah, well, same I think, year. I think, isn't he, uh, if I remember correctly, he's like the nephew of Francis Ford Coppola. So like, I feel like he got on set and it's just in my head. Nick Cage is like, Nick Cage is going to do what Nick Cage is going to do. Like, and they're like, yeah, but can we have you like somebody's trying to give him direction? And he's like, sure, sure, sure. And then he just does his own thing. <laughs> it's yeah. kind of like, oh, I don't know. That's just the impression I would get from him. But <laughs> I don't know the guy. I'm probably wrong. <laughs> actually, funny story. Their, their wooden hand wasn't even part of the script. He actually injured his hand the last couple of days on Raising Arizona and had to wear a cast. They just wrote it in. No, no way. way. What a weird... I'm just... I made, I made that up. I'm just fucking... <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not true at all. Hashtag fake news. Fake news. Oh, my gosh. Fake news. 
Um, Cher winning Best Actress, though. I like. I guess, Chad, I'm going to revert to you being like such a man of the '80s. Was Cher's singing career in like prime form then? Probably. Like she was probably known more for her singing, and this is probably one of her first acting gigs. Is that why she was nominated? It just felt very Lady Gaga, uh, like kind of how she was nominated for uh, Gucci or whatnot, House of Gucci. I don't. But don't get me wrong. Like Lady Gaga, like she knocked it out of the park. Like she was phenomenal in that movie. I feel I, like, like Cher. Cher was too. Yeah, I thought Cher made. I'm gonna have to look this up, but I feel like Cher had like a musical lull or something. I'm sure she did between like Sunny and then Cher. I feel and like then she the came 90s, back in the '90s. Yeah, for sure. Because I always remember Cher from uh, Mask. That came out in 1985. I was gonna say that came out before this, if I remember. Yeah, so. I don't know. I just look at some of the people that like she was up against this year. And that's what leads me to believe like Cher wasn't really like a well-known actress, but like as she showed up on this, like, and just uh, surprised everybody, but she was up against Holly Hunter, Meryl Streep, Glenn Close and Sally Kirkland. But like, you're like, huh, <laughs> go share for winning. <laughs> like, that, like those are some, those are some knockout names there. She was, uh, she did a movie. Oh, she did a movie in the 60s, huh? Chastity? No, Chastity. No, I'm just kidding. Chastity. Brown chicken, brown cow. Chastity. Hitchhikes from town to town, looking for something, but not knowing what. Wow. It's a 4.8 out of 10 here. Then it looks like she did a movie with, she did a Sonny and Cher movie. Good times. Da, 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 da. Starring a parody of Hollywood B movies cliches. Yikes. Aren't B movies already the cliche? Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> Man, uh, Sonny Bono was really kind of like um, batting. Uh, <laughs> what, how, how would you say it? Uh, he's maybe triple A kind of out of his league there. <laughs> The share? Yeah. I mean, love is love, man. It's true. I mean, I guess maybe, uh, I don't know. Do you believe? Love. After love. That was written. That was written for Sonny Bono. Wait, really? Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Because this is after he died (laughs) from his his, uh, skiing accident. Former senator, senator Sonny Bono. Yeah. Right. Well, I don't want to be a wet, wet blanket. Um, Uh But I actually did not enjoy. I did not enjoy this movie. Douse it. Yeah, uh, I think uh, not to be a pedant, because I am pedantic. Is it pedant? Not to be a pedant. Uh but if you want to to tell me this is a romantic comedy, I say that is lies and slander in the face of romance. Because this movie was a celebration of infidelity, cheating, secrecy, and lies. Yeah, yes. Let's go find That's all it was. News. That's all this was. It was hereditary cheating. Cheating in the bloodline. 
it's what they were born and made to do apparently in that family. Okay. But really though, uh, seriously, a romantic comedy where the first thing that happens, she gets engaged and the whole movie is about how she's cheating on that engagement immediately and falling in love with someone else. That does not strike me as romantic. And then (laughs) at the same time, at the same exact time, her father is showing uh, this behavior and also like run around the side on top of their mom. And then they try to wedge in that weird story about, Oh, when so-and-so was courting someone, the moon was so big. And it's like, you're trying to wedge some like heartfelt romance story between a fucking inset, uh, uh, infidelity sandwich. You know what I'm saying? That thing doesn't taste good. You can't eat that. Casey, I'm so glad. Furthermore, can, can I, can I just say, maybe it's because say. I didn't watch enough Sopranos but you know, I, I'm not really into the Italian family thing in movies. I, it, it's heartfelt for a minute, but it always devolves into into like a little shouting, bickering match where they're like, "Yeah, yeah, 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 yeah!" and everyone leaves the room with hands up in the air. It's like yeah. every scene ends Italian, that same exact way. Italians are loud. I, I well, sometimes they're loud. It's like one, it starts bro. heartfelt. It starts heartfelt <laughs> and nice, and then it always like it ends up with a fight, and then they walk out of the room. Every scene of an Italian family in a movie ends that way. Yeah, that's 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 the thing for me. It kind of felt like going home. Um, I <laughs> so trauma. So it's Stockholm <laughs> no, no, syndrome. Not not not, well, not, not trauma. <laughs> I mean, just like just. I'm uh, just kidding. Like, it's a little loud and somebody's saying capiche just a little loud <laughs> you hear me you capiche. Know, you're having lasagna for christmas dinner you know like <laughs> it's just what happens you know <laughs> and and if we're gonna rank maybe we're gonna talk tier lists of uh multi-generational family uh in in culture you know i would put uh the encanto family and colombian multi-generational family uh, on a higher tier than this italian family Oh, right. Yeah. Just because, uh, well, this, yeah, you know, the, I, I put in my notes here hooking up. So I'm glad you brought that up because I really wanted to talk about the invitel- infidelity part. So, yeah, I would say the Encanto family is got a little bit more. Definitely uh, not. <laughs> definitely not sleeping around. No. <laughs> uh, hold Actually, on, hold not on. to, not to say that if anyone's sleeping around, it's the shape shifting kid. You know, he's slept with everyone in that town as their oh, spouse. Yeah. You know oh, that. Yeah. Oh yeah, that's right for sure. Dolores takes uh, Isabella's man. Dolores! Maybe it was Dolores' man the whole time, though. I'm telling you, that's true. That's true. And and uh, the, my last criticism of uh, of Moonstruck uh, is that I did actually think and feel that that final, just the final coming together, felt like they didn't know how to end the movie and they're like, eh, he'll come home and he'll decide, well, we can't get married or mom will die. And then Nick, you know, Nicholas cage will propose that felt like such a ham fisted last minute, like, eh, just get everyone in a room and we'll film this last scene, uh, to, to close out the movie. Cause we're all here on set on the same day. Like, that's what it felt like to me. Yeah. I mean, whatever, you know, I feel like that was kind of like the vibe of the movie. It was, <laughs> It was everyone's just like a fucking train wreck, you know. It, but yeah, it, it's kind of right. ridiculous. Like he's like uh, finds out his brother, you know, has been like having this affair with his fiance, right? But then they end up kind of <laughs> all together in a picture at the end. Yeah, know? it doesn't even care. It doesn't they even have care. Family. <laughs> you know what it is, and I'm so glad you went with the infidelity thing, Casey. It is like the exact opposite of Fatal Attraction which came out the same year and <laughs> is nominated for a ton of the same categories. It's it's like the B-side of that movie. 
It's like this is what happens <laughs> when infidelity goes way wrong. And this is what happens when infidelity actually it turns out okay for, for everybody. Well, and how am I actually supposed to believe that Cher's really in love with Nicolas Cage when she just some guy proposed to her in a restaurant days earlier and she's like, Yeah, sure, I'll marry you. Why not? Like, I have no confidence that she has any idea who or when or what she actually loves. Well, she can't move out of her, you know, parents' home until she gets married, right? So mm. maybe she just wants mm. to, you know, like her or dies, died, yeah. <laughs> she just die in that house. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe I was just charmed, you know. Maybe I was in a cranky died, mood watching it. Maybe I didn't let it charm me. I think actually what it was, Chad, is what you said. I didn't realize it was a comedy until the Nicolas Cage scene, and I. I thought that was cheesy it, to me again, going back to, you know, poorly. I thought it was oddly written the whole, like, Oh, my hand chopped up in a jelly slicer. It, it, to me, it felt like a high school kid improving. Like that's how campy and bad it was. And so it didn't, I don't know. It didn't pull me into the comedy mood. I don't think. And then I was just kind of sour grapes the rest of the movie. So maybe that was my problem. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, well, yeah. I pulled this little bit out of, uh, thing I was reading in Esquire online when I just Googled Moonstruck. Um, but just say it was written by an Irish guy from the Bronx, uh, directed by a Protestant Canadian <laughs> starring a woman of American descent or Armenian descent who is shared <laughs> a Greek American Olympia Dukakis, Nick Cage, who sure is half Italian, though he's never been. It's never been part of his public persona, a Russian and the film might as well be an Italian-American costume party. I think Stanley was a screenwriter, but the best um, in one of the mini docs on the disc of the movie, I guess, he admits that Italian-Americans were the minority on the production of this film. But he says, laughing <laughs> under his breath, that after a certain age, everyone is Italian. <laughs> See, I hate it. I hate everything about it. That's why I hate it. You found it. Um. Uh, I can't say hate. There were I, there were redeeming parts. It was endearing. There was some comedy. I did. Get, I chuckled here and there. I didn't hate that I watched it. Um, but I, I, you know, I don't think I'll watch it again. I don't know. I don't want to just piss was, on it. But I was just watching. It. I'm just like, man. Like Cher is, man. She's gorgeous. She was 50 mm -hmm. when they filmed this movie. No, she wasn't. Or not 50, 40, sorry, 40. Okay, okay. <laughs> I thought she her she was she did act it well. I thought she did a good job. Um I thought her character was played well. I just didn't I thought her character sucked. I didn't connect to that character, right? It wasn't her fault. Yeah. It's just kind of doofy, you know, but they're mm -hmm. they all kind of are. The the smartest yeah. one is probably the mom, right? Do you think Italian Americans or or even just Italians are offended at this? It's almost like a caricature of Italians. It's like not authentic at all. That it's like ragu, you know that this is a ragu of an Italian oh, yeah. family that's, movie. Uh, that's uh, blasphemy. It's man. like frozen no. cannoli. It's like frozen no. cannoli. Mm -hmm. No, can't do it. Ragu's it's like holy worst. cannoli. I'm telling you, it's like a bada bing. <laughs> Wait, isn't a holy cannoli just one that isn't filled with cream yet? Pre <laughs> Isn't every cannoli at some point a holy cannoli? Yeah. Did anybody else think that the they were disappointed that <laughs> Cher didn't steal the money? I no, I don't she, understand yeah. that part at all. Was that just an excuse to get everyone in the room? <laughs> that was just steal, an excuse to get them everyone there. Didn't she steal some of it? 
No, like the like the assumption was like she had the money, and the next scene is she's like, I'm gonna go get my hair done and get a dress and be excited for the opera. But like they don't say that she uses any of the money, at least that I caught on to. And then all of a sudden they don't talk about it, they don't talk about it till the very end, and, and then till that till the family comes up going, Please tell us you have this. Oh yeah, it's in my purse still. And we're like, No, I wanted some epic thing where she's like, Oh, no, I spend it all on a new hand for Nick. So weird. Oh, God. This is, this is like love. one of those things where I think I'm really bad at watching movies and really bad at watching books because I just like start to like assume things in my brain. It's like, ah, she just like <laughs> the reason why they did that before that scene is because she's actually taking some of that cash to make herself pretty and get a new dress and everything, even though we're not explicitly showing that she's taking that money. In the film. But maybe they set it up that way. I don't yeah. blame you for thinking that, making that connection. Okay. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, for that's that's that. a that's a I fair leap that. to make. Yeah. Do you believe? Hey guys. Do you guys like eating pasta since we're talking about Italians? Yeah. I think pasta Definitely. gets a bad rap, man. Why is, oh, because of the like rap? low carb life? Yeah. Yeah. I hear you. There's a there's this thing. Have you ever heard of uh, pasta grannies? It's Mm-mm. like uh, I've seen some videos on YouTube. It's just like uh, they'll sit there and interview. <laughs> I feel interview like you're punking me. Like I'm going to Google pasta grannies and I'm not going to be excited about the images. <laughs> oh, cool. Not safe for uh, work. Not safe Angela. for work. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Angela. Oh, she showed you. What are you guys into? <laughs> it's an OnlyFans. <laughs> oh, no. Pasta, grannies. pasta grannies only fans. Yeah. Oh, Bathtubs filled with rigatoni. Yeah. and nana tony nona it's nona nona Uh, sorry nona tony yeah anyway gam gam gnocchi it's uh it's it's uh old old italian grandmothers uh making pasta (laughs) i'm a sucker for some good like slow cooked bolognese or a ragu some just Mm -hmm. classic italian oh so good i haven't done fresh homemade pasta yet though I should tackle that. Yeah, we've been talking about that for a while, making some of that. I've been oh, doing French. I've out. been experimenting experimenting with uh, macarons, the like macarons. French cookies. Mm, those are my people. Well, there you go. You're welcome. I'll bring you. Uh, some. So, th- so <laughs> I also had another thought when I was thinking about like uh, Italians and pasta and pasta grannies. Is uh, are you guys messy in the kitchen when you're cooking? I clean as I go. No, I try to clean. Yeah, I try to clean yeah, as I go. Yeah, I'm a clean as I go too. Yeah. Yeah. There's some people I know when they're in the kitchen. <laughs> my God. It's like, it's like a bomb went off, man. You know what I think helps <laughs> is starting with a clean kitchen means I'll clean better as I'm cooking. If it's already yeah. messy, then I'm That's more the, flippant like and chaos. just throw things in the pile. Yeah. Yeah. Really depends on what mood I'm into. But. For sure. And also, I know for a fact that I am not motivated at all once I'm done eating the meal to get mm-hmm. the clean. That's the last I'm, thing I want to do. Yeah. 100%. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, nope, I'm full now. Like, and this is the rest of my evening in this chair. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> to sit back and relax and watch Indiana Jones. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> do I do I crystal skull it or do I just stop it? Like, nope. do we think that Dial of Destiny is going to act like some of the other, you know, not reboots, but like when they've done franchises more recently, they're like, hey, we're just going to ignore that these other ones existed. 
Kind of like well, uh, they, I'm guessing the Flash movie that's coming out. Like they're gonna bring up Michael Keaton Batman, but they're gonna forget that Batman Forever and Batman and Robin existed. I'm sure. Right, right, right. Yeah, I want to see that just out of curiosity. You know, like just just to see what happens. But well, James, they they've already done that because he he drinks the elixir of life at the end of Last Crusade, and that's all I could think of, Jamie. When I'm watching this, I'm like, this makes complete sense. And now with you know, avatar technology like Harrison Ford can play young Harrison Ford forever. So (laughs) I'm excited about it. I did see a caption the other day with Harrison Ford uh, doing Indiana Jones and then the TV show shrinking. It was like a quote saying like Harrison Ford is turning 80. And after taking a two year hiatus, he says like, I'm not done yet in a curmudging voice or something like that. I'm like, yeah, it sounds like Harrison. (laughs) But But he's doing He's doing that um, that Yellowstone prequel now. I think that's already out, isn't it? Yeah, it's like him and Helen Mirren or something like that, right? Yeah, I wanna, I wanna see that. It looks good, but like, yeah, him, when I think about uh, like Harrison and Costner, and like, there's a few actors where it's like, man, they're the perfect old curmudgeon cowboys. Like, it just works. Speaking of old curmudgeon cowboys and Harrison. Too bad Cowboys and Aliens wasn't a better movie. God, that was like when I heard that (laughs) movie, I was like, whoa, this could be so awesome. Like it was like produced by Spielberg, directed by Favreau, like everything clicked. Like you just wanted it to work so bad. (laughs) Yeah, that could have been. uh, I don't know. That was an opportunity missed. (laughs) 100 percent. It's it's one of those where I feel like when I see it, um, it's kind of like the Prince of Persia movie. Like, I know it's bad. I just wanted it to be so good that I, every like couple years when I pan across it, I'm like, let's give it another try. <laughs> like it, right. and, I, and I and I'm disappointed every time. I don't necessarily regret that I did it, but I'm just like, God, I don't like I wish maybe maybe it's better than I remember now that my expectations are lowered. But no, <laughs> it's still bad. All right, we're going on the 80th minute of the podcast. I think we just missed each other. We just missed. (laughs) Well, it's almost like I can cut out like the first 20 minutes and make it a MMSR. Ooh, there you go. You You should. Cool. Anything else? I'm running out of steam. Same. Because it's yeah. been a hard week. Yeah. Yeah. I have Last of Us questions, but we'll save it for next time. Ooh. Oh, dude, that show is so fucking good, man. <laughs> it's so good. I wish you would have got it out of your system before I showed up. <laughs> <laughs> but who knows? Maybe I will get into it uh, then. Like, are we under the assumption there's going to be like what eight to ten episodes of this and then it's going to be done i think and there's get, it's there's ten they're going to do a second season so it sounds like the first season's going to be the first game and the second season will be the second game okay so, so hold on me... can i ask a question about that show real quick yeah they have electricity in the last of us do the yeah do the lights turn on i think they do right i think so maybe. how Who's yeah. keeping the grid running? Generators, gas. I don't know. 
Okay. I, I, I don't, I've never no, no, watched I it. I just, <clears throat> I was reading memes online. I was like, huh, I never thought about that. There was lights on. I, they were complaining about lights on in the scene. I was like, huh, I wonder. But I haven't watched oh, it, so I don't know if they're using generators yeah, and stuff. Yeah, well, if you, I know what you're talking about. If you watch it, you'll understand. Is it flashbacks or is it, it makes sense there, in that moment? There are flashbacks, but there's also like somebody that, it probably has to do with Nick Offerman's character. Sure. Who's kind of like a, uh, what do you call him? Like a prepper. Oh, so, so he might have had bats, batteries, solar. Sweet. Yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. well, that makes yeah. sense. Oh. Which is your next episode, Jamie. And it's it's kind of a, it, a left, like it just kind of veers off from like the story you've gotten so far. But it's, I don't know. Yeah, I saw really this good. one's like another 90 minute episode. I was like, oh, fuck. <laughs> I yeah. thought we were down to hours now. Okay. Did you ever watch no, the show Revolution? I think it like was emphasis on the evolution part, but it, it was basically like the power. The premise was like power went out in the world or in the U.S. at least. And like the, everybody was back to the Stone Age uh, and they were trying to figure it out. Like if John Favreau, I think, like developed it. Um, but I don't know. Like, there were so different scenes where you're just like, OK, so where how are they getting clothes? Like all their clothes look really clean, and it's a little bit like that the power. stuff really bugs me. <laughs> Amazon Prime, <laughs> like it's like in um like The Walking Dead, it's like uh, it's like a zombie apocalypse, but your hair looks great. <laughs> yeah, your hair looks great. It's like that red leather jacket, which like looks way too modern and new, and uh, just I don't know. And you could um, always tell what like video or what a uh, car manufacturer was uh, sponsoring. Oh God, yeah. Because like <laughs> it'd be the only car that was like in pristine shape. It just would have like dust on it. I'm doing like air quotes of dust. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. But yeah. You say you want a revolution. All right. That ends this week's episode of Movie Time Machine, where we talk about Casey's favorite movie, Moonstruck. You want to Follow us and hear about other favorite movies that Casey loves. Uh, enjoy us every week. You can reach us on Twitter at Movie Time Machine, and you can leave us comments or questions in the links of the podcast description. Thank you for listening, and I'll catch you next week. Bye. 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 See you.